Hello, I'm Sven Estring. Welcome to Let God Speak. Have you ever really let somebody down badly? What is the best way they could have responded to you in that situation? And if they did give you a second chance, did they ever tell you that they wanted to turn it into an opportunity to make a positive difference in the world? To discuss this topic today, we have Hannah Nakagawa and Abel Yogalescu on our panel today. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. Let's pray as we dive into God's Word today. Father in heaven, I just want to thank you so much that you have given us your Word. Truly, we'd be lost in this world. We would make so many mistakes and we wouldn't know why. We want to thank you for your grace. And Lord, as we go back to a a situation in history that we can learn from, Father, I pray that you would teach us where you want us to go. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 On July 12, 1986, police officer Stephen McDonald entered Central Park in New York. It was just a routine patrol to make sure that the area was safe. When he and his partner came across a group of suspicious teenagers, Stephen asked them what their names were and why they were in the park. While he was talking with them, Officer McDonald noticed a bulge in one of the teenagers' trousers. As he bent down to check out what it was, another one of the teens in the group leaned over towards Stephen and, bang, shot him above his right eye. Then a second time and a third time, As Stephen lay there on the ground, he knew he was dying. But fortunately, he turned a corner and for some reason his heart was drawn to Shavod James, a teen that had shot him. Stephen started writing to Shavod in prison. When Shavod apologized, uh, Stephen replied to him to tell him that he hoped that they'd be able to travel the country and use their story to inspire others of the incredible blessing of forgiveness and grace. In a similar way, the story that we're going to be exploring today is a historical account of a God who had a similar heart. But before we dive into this message that Moses has for us in the Bible, uh, Hannah, we just really need to understand the background to the story. So can you can you paint the backdrop for us? Sure. So God has saved the entire nation of Israel from their slavery from Egypt and brought them to Mount Sinai. And he gave them the Ten Commandments and they, um, he told them personally to keep the commandments of God. However, after that, they got impatient and broke the covenant. Mm. And they started to make and worship the golden mm. calf. Mm. And they worshiped them instead of worshiping heavenly God. Mm. You know, it's amazing that it happens so fast. You know, how would have you responded if that had happened to you? You know, you had this group of people and they just changed so quickly. Mm. Well, look, t- to be honest, the natural reaction would be just to give up on them yes. uh, because they reacted the way they did. And if our viewers are honest with themselves, probably they would, they would agree with me that mm. it's very easy to give up on those that 
probably they disappoint you through their actions and choices. Yes. And uh, Moses, in fact, tells us in Exodus chapter 32, uh, in verse 19, the way he reacted. Yes. And I'll, I'll read from here. Uh, so it was as soon as he came near the camp, this is talking about Moses, that he saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses' anger became hot. And he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Mm. So we can see a, a genuine, a very raw reaction of Moses. But fortunately, and this is where the gospel comes in, this is not the end of the story. Yes, and we want to continue with the story. What happened? How did God respond to, to this group of people that had rejected him? Yes, so come with me to Deuteronomy chapter 10, um, verse 1 and 2. It says, At that time the Lord said to me, Hew for yourself two tablets of stone like the first, and come up to me on the mountain and make yourself an ark of wood. And I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke, and you shall put them in the ark. Mm. So this demonstrates the willingness of God to give us the second chance. Yes. This really um, demonstrates His forgiveness and mm. His grace. Yes. And God's willingness to do that is so amazing. Mm. You know, after they'd done, you know, he'd done so much for them and yet they turned away from God. Mm. And yet God was willing to do that. But there's something really interesting about this, the second time, um, because what you see here is that God actually asked, asked Moses to cut Mm -hmm. these stone tablets, whereas that didn't happen previously. We can read in the Bible where Moses specifically says that God cut the stone tablets right. the first time. Why, why the difference this time? Well, I mean, first of all, as, as Hannah was mentioning, uh, first of all, it shows us a picture that God not only is willing, but mm. he's also able to forgive us. Mm. Yes. But he also wants to show us the blessing of obedience. Mm. There is something mm. beautiful that comes when we make a decision to follow through with whatever he instructs us to do because it is for our own good. Yes. And by telling Moses what to do and Moses following through with that, he shows us the small steps of obedience. And if we are faithful in these small steps, we can become faithful in, in the larger steps. And I want to read to you from Deuteronomy chapter 10, yes. verse 3. And I think you will um, elaborate on this. It says, So I made an ark of acacia wood, hewed two tablets of stone like the first, mm. and went up the mountain, having the two tablets in my hand. So he followed through with the instructions that God had given him. Yes. Even in the small details like tablets of stone. You know, there's so much we can learn from, from this passage. There's so much detail. And one of the things, Hannah, which I find really interesting is as you go through in verse 1, it says, um, cut for yourself two tablets of stone like the first. And then it go, <clears throat> goes on to, um, to say uh, that he made uh, two tablets of stone just like the first. And then in verse 4, when it's talking about God writing the Ten Commandments, it says, and he wrote on the tablets in the same writing as before. So there's this re repetition three times. Mm. Why do you think that there's this constant focus that was just the same as the first? Yeah, so there are many um, theological insights that we can draw out of this. But one of the important thing is that God is making the covenant with his people and his um, Ten Commandments is 
not going to be changed. Mm. That it's an eternal a covenant, eternal promise uh, between us. Mm. And, and Sven, exactly what, what Hannah is saying, the idea and this beautiful theological understanding of the everlasting covenant yes. runs throughout the Bible from the beginning mm. till the end. There's this yes. silver lining all across and it's, it's beautiful to see how it's happening. But unfortunately, we are, we are guilty of breaking the covenant. Mm. It's easy to look back at this nation and point the finger. Yes. However, we are guilty of the same mistakes. And I want to draw your attention to a great passage in the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 24, verse 5, where it says, The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants. And we can definitely say this is true for, to, for today. Absolutely. And look what it says, what brings this defilement. Because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, and broken the everlasting covenant. Mm. So here we have a, a diagnosis yes. of who we are and what we've done. But again, as we've been emphasizing, this is not the end of the story. Yes. And I want to draw your attention to another amazing passage in the book of the prophet Jeremiah, this time chapter 32, and I'll be reading verses 40 and, and part of 41. And God says, I will make an everlasting covenant with them. And I, I love God is always the initiator. Mm. He's the one that reaches out. When we break it, He comes and mends it. And mm. says, I will make this everlasting covenant with them. I will not turn away from doing them good, mm. but I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. <laughs> yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good. And I will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and with all my soul. In verse 41, it says, I will rejoice over them to do them good. God is like a father rejoicing mm. when he does good things to us. Yes. And I love the way it says here in, in Jeremiah, with all my heart and with all my soul, he does this. Mm. And it reminds me to the very words of Jesus in the New Testament, where he tells us to obey the Lord to, with all of our soul and with all our heart, because mm. this yes. is the exact thing he does for us. And he expects the same in return. Amazing. Amen. Yes. And this is the everlasting co covenant that not only for Israelites, but um, for us, because Revelation tells us that God is proclaiming the message to every nation, tribe, and tongue, and people. So this is for, for us. As mm, the, the everlasting gospel and the everlasting covenant. Covenant. Amazing. Yes. And, and Abel, there's a really amazing detail that describes the nature, the, the quality of the, the everlasting covenant right there in, in verse 4. Um, and I just wanted to, can you draw that out for us uh, today? So we're back in the uh, book of Deuteronomy, yes. chapter 10. And uh, verse four, 4, that's correct. And it says, and he wrote, and this is very important for us to know, it is God, not Moses. God mm -hmm. wrote on the tablets according to the first writing. So nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. The Ten Commandments, which the Lord had spoken to you in the mountain from the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly, and the Lord gave them to me. Mm -hmm. And um, Zvan, Hannah, we've got this beautiful picture of God, a God who gives, because that's what love does. Mm. Yes. Love always gives. And because God is a God of love, He gives. And we've got this beautiful verse that is known by many millions of people in this world. You know, John 3, 16, God so yes. loved, loved the world 
that he gave. gave. That's what happens when you, when you love someone. Mm. And that's exactly the picture we're finding here in Deuteronomy, the Old Testament. Yes. And there's one other detail that I just want to explore as well. Because in uh, verse 5, Deuteronomy 10 verse 5, it says, Then I turned and came down from the mountain and put the tablets in the ark that I'd made. And, and there's a specific direction uh, for Moses to put the tablets in the ark. What, what's the significance of being in the ark? Sure. So this significant is here is that God wants to put his law in our heart. Mm. Um, come with me to Proverbs 3 verse 3. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Mm. Yeah. So God wants to um, wants the principle of his law to be written on our heart and mm. it's um, heart of the new covenant. Mm. Um, Jeremiah 31 uh, verse 33, it also says this. It says, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write them, write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Mm, beautiful. So the ark represents our heart. God wants mm. his law to be written in our heart. Mm, that's amazing. And, and there's one final detail. I can't pass this by <laughs> uh, right there at the end of, of verse five in Deuteronomy chapter 10. Um, what, what, is, what detail is that? Well, it's just for our viewers and listeners is right. The, the last uh, probably sentence or idea in, in verse five and it says, and there they are referring to the, to the ark and to the tablets, mm -hmm. there they are just as the Lord commanded me. Mm. So Moses, uh, in contrast to what the nation of Israel did in terms of turning away from God and disobeying, mm. Moses said, I have followed through with all the details and specifications that God has passed on to mm. me. And uh, Moses shows us the importance of obedience because mm. what God gives us is necessary for our happiness and mm. well-being and to thrive in choosing to do what is right. Yes. Amen. You know, this section is packed with so much detail and it's been such an insightful um, passage about the, the everlasting covenant, about uh, the Ten Commandments as well. And now I want to head into the big section. Uh, this is where we start to see what, what the covenant really um, does in our lives. So I want to come down uh, to uh, verse 10 and just mm. have a spends a little bit of time here as well. So that's Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 10. Hannah, can you, can you just lead us through this? Tell us what it's about. Sure. Uh, verse 10, it says, As at the first time I stayed in the mountain 40 days and 40 nights, the Lord also heard me at that time, and the Lord chose not to destroy you. Mm. This is mm. love of God. He chose to hear. It says that... Um, God heard me. So even after um, mm. they broke the covenant of God, God was willing to hear. He's mm. a, a hearing God, yes. not just a, demand, a commanding God. Yes, yes. And there's the other amazing um, insight as well that the Lord was unwilling mm -hmm. to destroy you. You know, probably mm. for our viewers, they've got different translations of the Bible. One, one of them says the Lord was unwilling mm. to destroy them. Other says the Lord chose not. And they both communicate the same message that God made an intentional decision Yes. Not to bring disaster upon them, but to redeem them. Mm. It was like there's, there's this, this vase that is broken, 
but he's going to glue it all together and put it nicely and mm. be another beautiful mm. testimony yes. of his grace and everlasting covenant. Absolutely. And so what we've done here is we've kind of set the scene and we're going into the big, big passage for, for today. And that's starting at, at uh, verse 12. So Deuteronomy 10, uh, verse uh, 12. Hannah, would you be able to, uh, to read that for us? Uh, Deuteronomy 10, verse 12 and, and 13. And, and tell us, what does this verse remind you of? Yes, sure. It says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God requires of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statue which I have commanded you today for your good. So what do those verses remind you of? Hannah? Um, firstly, I remind of Micah 6, 8. It's very similar verse and God shows us the way that he wants us to walk. Mm, absolutely. Any other uh, things in the Bible which really come to mind as we read that passage? Well, I, I cannot ignore the, the idea of fearing God. And again, yeah. it's not just in the, in the Old Testament present. As I said, some of the important aspects are presented all throughout the Bible from beginning to end because we need to be reminded of them. They are mm. so important. And for our listeners, it's very, probably their mind already went to Revelation chapter 14. Yes. Verses 6 and 7. It is the message of the first angel. And I'll, mm. I'll, I'll quickly go through this. And it says, and I saw another angel flying through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting mm. gospel to preach to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. And listen to what it says in verse 7, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to Him. Mm. For the hour of His judgment has come. And worship Him who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and the springs of water. Mm. So you've got this beautiful picture of the part of the everlasting covenant is fearing God in a beautiful way, not, not being terrified of His presence, but mm. honoring Him. Yes. Yes, to add to the point that, uh, Abel, you actually pointed out before, previously, but uh, Mark uh, 12, um, 29 and 30, it says that the first of all, the commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God mm. with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Mm. And this is not half heart of us. It is his whole soul mm. that we mm. can love him. Mm. And the, the big question that we have is this, is that why is God commanding us mm. to do these things? You know, is he just a dictator yeah. telling us what to do? Or is there another reason for his commands? Well, I, I guess because we are sinful human beings, we need to be told what is good and what is right for us. Yeah. Uh, mm. we, we don't have that discernment. And in, yes. in Deuteronomy, we are back in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 13. It tells us, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today, Mm. for your good. good. That's the purpose. Mm. The, the everlasting yes. covenant is for our good. Yes. Mm. But to dive a bit deeper as well, it's for our good. But how, why can God command anything? On what basis does he have a right to command us? Yeah, the answer is found in the next verse, verse 14. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belongs to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. Mm. So here, God is the creator of God. Everything belongs to him and he's all knowing. He's all wise. That's why he knows what's the best 
for us. Mm, amazing. So the question is, we, we've established the basis on which God can give us these commandments and why. But does God have a strategy? Does mm. God have a plan to, to unfold the everlasting co- covenant for this world? And, and look, you know, as you, as you go through Genesis, you know, always you see God selecting a person or a family so you can work his purpose through. Yes. And the Deuteronomy tells us that God has selected the nation of Israel to proclaim his goodness and mercy to all the nations. So mm-hmm. verse 15 tells us the Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them and he chose their descendants after them. You above all peoples, it is this day. And here we have a first concept of, of the remnant. Mm. Not that because they are better than anyone else, because in verse 16 tells mm. us, therefore circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer. So mm. he doesn't say you're not perfect. Not, that's not why God chose them. Mm. But he chose them as a vehicle of mm. communicating the everlasting gospel to everyone, like we have in Revelation 14, to every nation, kingdom, tongue, and people. Mm, amazing. And with that comes a charge, a charge to, to do a ministry, to undertake a covenant ministry. Mm. And Hannah, would you be able to lead us into that charge today? Sure. Uh, let's read Deuteronomy chapter 10, 17 and 18. It says, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, no um, takes a bribe. So this is, um, so God is the example for us. Whatever ministry we do, He is the example. We want to follow His way, His example. Mm. And there's an incredible contrast in these two Mm. verses. Uh, What is that contrast and what does it tell us? I mean, while God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, there is no one above him or beyond him. Mm. He's also the God that takes the time to listen to the prayers and he, he cares for the needs of the orphans, of the poor, of the fatherless, of the orphans mm. and, and so forth. He's a God interested in everyone's well-being and mm. future. Amazing. And why does he have this focus? Why is he concerned about these people? Well, it is because God really cares, um, especially on the people who are um, on the fringe of society. They they find it hard to support themselves. They might not have people to support them. Mm. But um, God really wanted to make it clear that He cares mm. for them. And um, He cares because uh, they will dependent on Him as mm. well. Mm. You know, Sven, in, in the New Testament, we get this clear picture that Jesus identifies Himself with the outcasts. Mm. Mm. And this is the picture that we find in the Old Testament about God. You know, He cares mm. for the fatherless and for the poor. Look what it says in Psalm 146, beginning with verse 5. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Mm. Verse seven, verse six, sorry, verse seven, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. He opens mm. the eyes of the blind, raises down, raises those who are bowed down. He loves the righteous. So, you know, God is not interested only in one class of people. Mm. He cares for every single individual in their need. Yes. And He identifies with them. That's why He said, if you do any of these things to 
one of the least of these, you do it to me. Mm. Mm. You know that you know that reminds me of a ministry of a particular person. Does that does that remind you of anyone, Hannah? Absolutely, um, Jesus, who yeah. um, healed the blind, made the lame walk again, and he um, set the prisoner free. He welcomed all the children, widow, and um, anyone who come to him. So yeah, we remind of Jesus, his ministry. Yeah. Mm. So so why would God want us to get involved in that ministry? He might have a focus on. The, the fatherless and the, 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 um, you know, the orphans, the widows, why would he want us to get involved? Mm. Well, you know, he wants us to, to express the same love that he bestows upon us and to mm. remember that, you know, we were once like that. And for example, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 19, it says, therefore, love the stranger for you are strangers in the land of Egypt. Mm. You know, so don't forget your history. Mm. And it's important that the way God showed favor upon you, you need to show favor upon us. Mm. 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 Wow. And is there, is there any other reason for, for having this type of ministry, Hannah? Yes, God wants us to reflect His character to other people. He loved us, He saved us, and we can't hide that. We want to share that love. We want to share that experience of salvation to other people as well. And it's amazing and a privilege that God doesn't just use angels. You know, He could use angels, but mm. He po- appointed us and He used us mm. to reflect His character to mm. other people. Mm. So, so the big question for us today is this, you know, as Seventh-day Adventists, we are very, very committed to keeping the Ten Commandments. We, we believe in the Ten Commandments. We believe in keeping the Sabbath. But the question that we need to ask ourselves, if we are not caring mm. for the people on the fringe of society, the fatherless, the widows, yeah. the foreigners, are we truly keeping those commandments? Now, I think we'll be missing the boat big time mm. because Jesus says, above all, what he desires is mercy. Mm. So if the, the temptation will be for us to focus maybe on the letter of the law and ignoring the spirit of the law, which is to mm. really care for those in need. And what God wants us to do is to find a balance and mm. to have both of them, to mm. have the, the letter and the spirit together and to be the hands and the feet and the heart of God here on earth and making that difference. Yes. 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 And Jesus himself said in Matthew um, 25, verse 34 to 36, he said, Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, um, inherit the kingdom, prepare for your from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and mm. you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And he concluded that um, in as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Mm. So we do have responsibility to mm. That's right. And just very briefly, Abel, you know, putting that into practice, we can read about in the Bible. What could we do today? And just as we wrap up today. I mean, especially in a time like today, the best thing would be start with a prayer and say, God, who is it that you want me to reach out in a tangible way? Yeah. Yes. You know, maybe there's someone in the hospital or maybe there's someone in need. We don't know. But God is already preparing someone for our help. And he said, I'm, I'm willing to go. You send me. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You know, have you experienced 
the forgiveness and grace of God. The truth is that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus died on the cross for you personally. He's made an everlasting covenant with you. Now, Jesus has a vision for you to be able to share the same love and covenant with other people. The fatherless, the widow, the foreigners around us, people who are on the fringes. Let us live the covenant vision that God has for us, both individually and as a church. We're really glad you joined with us today on Let God Speak. If you enjoyed this program, you can watch past programs on our website, 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can also download teachers' resources there if you are leading your own Bible study group. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to lgs at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We look forward to you joining us next time. Remember that you have been saved by God's love. You have experienced His grace. Share God's covenant love with those around you. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.